Blog Talk Radio. Tune in to the hottest sports talk show on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Join us weekdays at 7 p.m. Stories about players and coaches of all levels. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome to She Knows Sports with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Princess Cooper, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hi, Miss Princess. How are you today? I'm doing good, Brittany. I missed you. We've been hitting and missing on Thursdays. I have a lot going on, but I'm excited to be here today. One thing, Brittany, and Kevin can attest, it is storming here with lightning. So we're going to rapid fire this and not take any breaks. And I'll and I'll follow your cue. How about that? Oh wow, not a problem. I feel bad for you guys because it is beautiful where I'm at. Beautiful, as they say. Wow. I think that we're coming to America. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, but uh, real quick, guys, I just want to say I was watching before we talk because I know we got to go right into it. But before we talk, I was watching some uh, uh, highlights from the Lover and Friends Festival out in Las Vegas, and let me tell you. The best male group in the last 30 years, I don't care anybody, by far boys than men. By far boys than men. They still got it to this day. So kudos to them. And I'm not saying that because they're from Philly. Um, all right, President, you ready to talk some sports? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. And I agree. I love boys than men. <laughs> I'm sorry. They sung my song, One Sweet Day with Mariah Carey, and I just went, I went into it. All right, guys. <laughs> Let's get into these NBA playoffs because it is NBA playoff time. You know what? We're going to start off with the two games that happened last night. I know we have two games that's going to occur while we're on air, mm-hmm. but let's start off with the two games that happened last night. The first one, last night, it was the New York Knicks versus the Miami Heat. The Knicks beat the Heat in a 112-103 victory to avoid elimination and force a game six are now currently up 3-2 in the series. Princess, what are your thoughts on this series so far? You know, um, I we were talking about this on Tuesday night show with some of the guys that do the men's show, and I kind of chimed in just a little bit. But I, I basically, Brittany, left the Knicks for dead. You know, um, they were up 3-1, and when I say they, the Heat, and not only did they look like, in that last game, the previous game, they were getting all of the loose balls. They were getting, you know, um, all of the rebounds. And then Tim Moore pointed out on one offensive possession, the Heat got six shots, six attempts at the basket. So I said, okay, they're up 3-1. I thought they would close it out, and the Knicks would continue to be the same old Knicks. So I give them credit. I give Brunson credit. I give Randall credit. I give them all credit for saying, okay, no, no, we're not done yet. We're at least going to hold, you know, home court and, and, and force this thing to go back and to see what we can do. Or did they play in Miami? I can't remember. But I know that they won that game last night, and I was proud that they fought and that um, they they didn't make it easy for the Heat. So now it's 3-2. We got ourselves a series. But I, I, I apologize, New York Knicks. I, I, I thought they'd go ahead and close it out, and it would be a 4-1 series done in five. Yeah, I, I had to apologize, too, because I thought so as well. It just looked like, like you said, 
They weren't hustling. They weren't doing the little things that that help you win the game. You know, the bench wasn't performing well. Julius Randle just looked like he just wasn't into the game at times because um, his emotions just so is just so up and down. You just don't know what type of game you're going to get him, get from him um, from a night from a, a night to night uh, basis on a night to night basis. But last night, man. If I ever said Jalen Brunson needs a person next to him, I apologize at the last night because Jalen Brunson was balling, straight balling. I think he dropped forty something points if I cannot, if I can recall. He basically put that team on his back and willed team to victory, which then got Julius Randle into it, which then got people like Josh Hart and Emmanuel quickly into the game, Obi popping and so forth, so forth. Um, they played very well. It got a little hairy towards the end of the game in that fourth quarter. Um, but at 10, sometimes that will happen when you have such a big lead. Um, you kind of just lay off, you know, and allow the other team to come in. But they were able to hold on, and they were in New York. They were actually in New York, and New York went crazy. Madison Square Garden uh, was going nuts. But, Princess, do you think the Knicks, can tie the series to force a game seven. No. Um, I, you know, anything is possible, and we have to know that. You know, that's why we play the game. But I, I understand this about Miami, and that is Spolstra is a very good coach. Pat Riley is managing the team as a GM and all of the operations. But they have a team that has exceeded my expectations. And then, oh, by the way, via Philly, via Chicago, they have Jimmy Buckets. And I really think that they don't want to go back to New York. They want to end this thing if they can. And they're going to be in Miami, um, if I'm not mistaken, at American Airlines State, you know, Coliseum. I think they ended there. You know, okay, this was fun, but um, I think it ends there. So, and my last question was, who do you have winning this series? So I'm assuming the Miami Heat. Yeah, I got the Miami Heat winning. And I had the Miami Heat winning going into it um, Mm -hmm. after they, um, you know, outlasted the the Milwaukee Bucks and and showed them the door. So that's where I had it. I I give Nick credit for winning two games in this series, but I think it ends uh, um, tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. You know what? If the Knicks play how they did last night, where they're hustling, they're playing effort, good defense, then, yes, I could absolutely see them forcing the game seven. And then they'll be back at home, and they could potentially win the series because I think they play better at home, but they have to get back home. That's the key. But because they're so up and down, and I just don't know how Julius Randle is going to play every single game, I have to go with the Heat as well. I think the Heat is going to bring it. They're going to be ready. Uh, they're going to step up their defensive game. You know, the Heat are small. They don't – their rotation is not that big because they have a few hurt players. Um, but they play hard every single game. Jimmy Butler plays hard. Not He's not the superstar of all superstars. He's a star, but it doesn't matter because he plays hard in his game. He stays focused, and I love his game. I love his game. When he was with the Bulls, I loved his game when he was with Minnesota. I loved his game when he was with the Sixers, and I'm going to clear that up because I keep hearing people say, ah, the Sixers let him go. No, Jimmy Butler chose to leave, so we need to cut that out. He chose to leave. They tried to retain him. I can't blame him because he didn't want to play with Ben Simmons or be coached by Brett Brown. 
You have to respect that, okay? Um, nobody chose Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. <laughs> but I do have Miami Heat winning this series as well. Agreed. Agreed. Let's go to the next game. I don't know how you feel about last night, but we're going <laughs> to find out today. Uh, last night, the Warriors beat Princesses Lakers in a convincing 121-106 win to force a game six. Again, the Lakers are still up 3-2 in the series. It has been reported that Anthony Davis will not or is expected to play in game six after injuring, I think he had a head injury or something like that, but not a concussion. Princess, are you concerned the injury may still impact his play? If it does, I'm going. I'm flying to L.A. and getting his butt myself, <laughs> if it does. <laughs> you know, you're up 3-1 on the Warriors. Now, at that point, I knew that the series was not over, but I was real hopeful. I had all of this thing. Come on, you guys, go to go to go to Golden State and and let's get this. Let's let's end this 4-1. But I understand who they were playing, and that is probably one of the best teams I've ever seen in turning on playoff basketball. Um, you know, having a bad game, having a bad series, or having a bad two games and being down 2-0 like they were at Sacramento and turning it on and winning the series. And I, I knew that's what they were going to do going back home. And Steve Kerr was like, you know, hey, calm down. We, you know, we go back to home and we win the game and, you know, we force a game six, and then we got to go to L.A. and win that game. Um, I love what Lakers are doing. I love some of the players that are coming off the bench and what they're doing. But I like the nucleus, and that is LeBron James, you know, and Schroeder and Hamachimura, um, if I got that right. And then also, you know, who's Lonnie Walker? Um, but I need Anthony Davis to, um, to tough this out. Come on, Chief, let's do it, you know. Um, and didn't like the way Shaq and Charles Barkley were laughing at him for taking that elbow to the head and being wheeled off the court. But I, I kind of figured this is where we were going to be. And Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, the nucleus of the success um, with Steve, Steve Kerr, they were not going to go out 4-1. Go out um, I was hoping, but I didn't think it would happen. Now I'm I'm looking at my Lakers, though, to come focus and to take care of this. They don't want to go back to Golden State. Do not want mm-hmm. to go back to Golden State. Um, and I'm worried about that. So I'm looking for my Lakers to come and put it down and put it down and put it down um, so they do, they do not have to. So so do you think the the Warriors can win? I mean, do you think the Warriors can tie the series? Because it sounds like you want the Lakers to win. But do you think the Warriors can tie the series and force it in seven? Of course I think they can tie the series. <laughs> I'm looking for I'm looking for the Lakers, though, to pull it out. As a fan, um, I want to see them continue on. Not like it gets any easier in the finals, the Western Conference finals. Either you're facing the Suns or the Nuggets. But um, I do feel Lakers can come out of this series as a winner if they have all their horses. I'm concerned about one of the pieces, and I'm trying not to call them street clothes. But, yeah, I think we could, if, if he's healthy, if he's 90% and comes in aggressive, and I'm talking about Anthony Davis, I think mm-hmm. the Lakers can close this out. Um, if they go back, though, to, to Golden State, I think Golden State wins. 
Yeah, for me, um, it, it was a little concerning that they willed him out. And I'm just like, did you really need to be willed off the court? I mean, <laughs> look, I don't want to, I don't know the severity of his injury, but I'm assuming it couldn't be the so severe if you're playing in game six, right? Like, if you have a concussion, like, you know, we've seen Tua have his concussion. He should have been willed off that field. I mean, the third time he was, right, he was taken out, unfortunately, or I think on the stretcher or something like that, if I can remember. Um, but he got knocked in the head. He walked to the sideline. He sat there. He got willed off, and then he still expected to play. So what the heck happened? You don't have a concussion. Did you just get a little, like, dizzy, like butterflies in the, in the stars? Don't wheel me off the court if I know I can walk and I'm I'm planning on playing the next game. Have me walk with somebody. I do not care. Don't have me looking like that. <laughs> Crazy. I look defeated. I just feel like I, I, just, I don't know with Anthony Davis sometimes. I'm just like, are you playing weak? I just like he's such a talent on the court, and when he's healthy and like you said, when he's aggressive, the Lakers are a hard team to beat. Let's let's be serious. And the Warriors are small when it comes to Anthony Davis. You know, DeAndre uh, Green is is a tough defender, but he does struggle at times because of Anthony Davis' height and length. You know, he's so long. But I'm a little concerned. I think he'll come out. I'm going to assume Anthony Davis is going to come out and really play. But I am a little concerned that it could impact his play because I feel like he's going to be trying to play to the injury a little bit for some reason, just knowing his history. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, but do I think the Warriors can tie the series? I do. I really do think the Warriors can tie the series. We've seen the Warriors do this before. They did it in the last series um, where they needed to force, I think, another game to – and that game went – that series into seven games, and they pulled it out in game seven. So you cannot make this Warriors team whatsoever. Draymond Green is the force is the person that pulls this team together and gets them in order, and I've never seen nothing like it before. They follow his lead. Steph follows his lead. Curry, I mean, uh, Clay follows his lead. The coach follows his lead. Shoot, even the ref follows Jeremy Green's lead. I've just never seen it. I do think they can force a game, uh, 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 game seven. The question is, will they win? I don't know because my understanding is LeBron has never lost a series when he's up two games in the series. So it's going to be interesting. He's up, yeah, when he's up 3-1, he's, he's won. Um, in a series, he's won all 17 of them. He has no loss. So has no loss. Know, no loss in being up 3-1. He's never lost in a series that he's been up 3-1. So um, there's a couple of things you said there, and um, it gives me a little hope, and, and, and maybe I'm digging here. Jordan Poole doesn't seem to be – the same pool, um, no, and I, I do, I do think that there's something going on there. And if you're talking about um, following uh, Draymond Green, pool is not following Draymond Green. I, I still think there's some things lingering on there, and that may be that point. But I also think that Jordan Pool has lost his shot. Um, if he sees that ball going in in Game Six or, or Seven, if it gets to that point, look out. Um, on the other mm-hmm. side, I agree with you. No one's taking me out in a wheelchair, but I do feel that maybe he had a stinger. I have played 
um, college sports and gotten a stinger in my shoulder. I mean, it felt like I was going to be out for two or three months. The way that mm-hmm. stinger really just, you know, resonated my whole body. And if and I've gotten a stinger in my neck too, um, chasing a volleyball around and, and, and ran into somebody else's elbow. It really seems to take over. But I have to say this and, and I'm sorry, Anthony Davis. A lot of times he just seems so soft to me. Get a grip. Right. You know, don't let anybody <laughs> rule you out. And then he seems so inconsistent. Um, the Lakers have found themselves right here and made the right moves, you know, mm-hmm. sent Russell Westbrook to, to L.A. and got in Russell and, and got in some key pieces. And these youngsters are really playing. And they mm-hmm. cannot rely on 39-year-old LeBron. He was spent the other night. He was right. spent um, when they went up 3-1. Um, so it's going to be have to be a team effort. But it would not surprise me. The, the the Warriors sports a game seven, man, what drama, mm. what awesomeness would that be for the NBA? I, as a fan, as a diehard LeBron Lakers fan, I want to see this end in, you know, in 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 game six. I, I don't want to see them leave Laker Town, you know, Tinsel Town, with, without a without a win and end in this series. If it gets to game seven, I'm worried. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. If it goes, if they tie, if the Warriors tie this series, what a news headline that will be. LeBron did it when he was yeah. in Cleveland against the Warriors, and then Steph did it back to LeBron. That will be interesting. And one more thing, Steve Kerr has never lost a series in the Western Conference, which is crazy. Wow. Every time they made the playoffs, has never lost a Western wow. Conference series. So we have two records. One of them is going to be broken. Um and to, and I have to give credit to Steve Kerr because he put in Gary Payton the second, and I felt like he should have put him in earlier in the series because he's a big time defender, and as you can see, he could make mm-hmm. some shots, he can make some three pointers. So, but we'll see what happens. Um, I think this game is going to be a grind, a tough, gritty, head to head matchup, and I love to see it, and I'm excited to see it. All right, guys, let's move on because we have to get to tonight's game. So we're gonna start off with the one that's right was with the one that's right here where I'm located in Philadelphia. Uh, so we have the Sixers versus the Celtics tonight at seven thirty in Philly. That's Motown Philly. That there it is. I'm sorry, I had to put that voice in the reference in there. Uh, Philly is up three two in the series, looking to win the series tonight. While the Celtics are hoping to use their luck to force a Game 7 back home. Princess, do you think the Celtics will force a Game 7, or will the Sixers win tonight? Um, where, where are they tonight, Brittany? I don't know. Are they are they in Boston? They're in Philly. They're right in here. Philly. They're in Philly. Mm-hmm. So, so that's right. Philly went to Boston and, and, and took that game. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, I thought that Embiid – looked flawless the other night. And mm-hmm. if he comes out aggressive and hitting shots wherever he is on the floor, um, I, I think it's good night, Boston. But I, I want to feel like the, that Boston is going to force a game seven, too. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't think that Tatum and Brown um, and Marcus Smart and the, and the nucleus is going to let this be it. And they were picking, mm-hmm. I thought, to win. You know, they were favored slightly to win this um 
you know, this this series. And and they were, I think, the favorite after Milwaukee bowed out early to be that when they, you know, went to the finals. So mm-hmm. um, I'd be surprised if the Celtics went out tonight. I'd be very surprised. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick them. But, you know, I thought, um, gosh, what's his name? You you mention him um, all the time. Maxie? Is it Tyreek? Yeah, Maxie. Mm-hmm. Maxie and Harden and Embiid. And I thought Tobias Harris gave me a lot of good minutes, too. I'd be mm-hmm. surprised, um, though, if the Celtics don't win. In my heart, though, I want to see the Sixers come out of this series, and I want to see the Sixers in the finals because I want to see Doc Rivers be rewarded for all of the hard work he has done because he's navigated some really out-of-the-box seasons. That season with mm-hmm. Ben Simmons and all of that foolishness, I don't know if the NBA has seen something that like that, you know, where a player mm-hmm. just gives up on himself and his team. So um, I, I'd like to see just because of that the Sixers go deep into and, and get to the finals. Um, although, you know, I, I kind of picked the Celtics earlier. But because of Doc Rivers, you know, I'd like to see them win this series. Um, but I think it goes game seven. I think it goes seven games. Yeah. Um, prior to this, I said two things. I said the Sixers winning, winning six games or the Celtics winning seven. <clears throat> um, the Sixers have the opportunity to take it. I don't think the Sixers want, and I hope this is their mindset, and I hope they come out with energy and intensity like they did in game five. It will be difficult because the Celtics will have that same energy and intensity, they're going to match it because now they're hanging on, now they're trying to avoid elimination and being sent home. But if the Sixers, if Joe R&B, who is unstoppable force, plays his game, it's very hard to beat the Sixers team. If the bench contributes and helps him, it's hard to beat the Sixers team. If Maxie, he doesn't have to get 30 points like he did the last time, but if he could get you know, a significant amount of points, it's hard to beat the Sixers team. Like, you just get the necessary contribution primarily on the defensive side, which will drive their offensive side, I will go with the Sixers. But if the Sixers come out, they don't have energy, they don't have the intensity, the Celtics will force a game seven. Because this Celtics team, I've said all along, I did not want to play the Celtics. I wanted to play the Bucks. I thought the Bucks was a much easier matchup <laughs> than the Celtics. I really did. I did mm-hmm. not. I wanted to avoid the Celtics at all costs until the Eastern Conference Finals, um, and I wanted to play the Bucks. As we can see, I was a little bit right about the Bucks. I just think the Bucks just wasn't there this year. It was something different about them. Um, and as you can see, they fired their head coach. But we ended up with the Boston Celtics, and boy, you get a lead on these Celtics. They will come right back and within a minute and two minutes. And I've seen it time and time again in this series, and it just makes me nervous. And I'm just like, come on, let's pull through. So I'm hoping it's going to come down to Doc Rivers out coaching. I think his name is Joe. Is it Joe? Missoula, however you say his name. I think that's what it comes down to is the coaching. Yeah, Missoula. And the energy and intensity from each team. Who's going to out-hustle what team? can make shots, but the Sixers have to defend, and they have to defend hard. I know the Sixers play better at home, 
this was a lot of hopeful, wishful thinking, wishful thoughts coming through my head, Princess, because I want the Sixers to win tonight and get it done tonight. And James Harden has to play the game. He's played in game one, game four, and game five, I think. Yeah. Um, If he plays like that, I think the Sixers win. If they don't, I think the Celtics go home and the Celtics beat the Sixers. So, yeah, that's my answer. Is that an answer? I don't know if that's an answer. This one is hard. (laughs) This one is is hard because we have to see how they play. But I think if the Sixers play like they're supposed to, like they can play when they're all clicking, I think the Sixers win tonight in that crowd. Um, All right, we're going to move on. So that one hurts my feelings. (laughs) I'm I'm a little nervous. I'm sitting here nervous like, oh, here we go. Um, Any final thoughts on this? (laughs) I agree. You know, I thought, too, um, that you're a better matchup and you could have really – um, beat a, a, a Milwaukee team, and I agree with one thing: the Celtics don't get down too far, and if they mm-hmm. do, they go on a run. Um, and, mm-hmm. and they have the talent; um, they they have the talent inside and outside to compete. Um, even when Embiid is hot, they can still neutralize everybody else. Because I don't think Harden brings his A game every night. I think he picks and chooses when he wants to to be aggressive. So. Um, and I and I and I feel you because I feel the same way about the Lakers, you know, um, for sure. So we'll see. By the by, this weekend we will have our answers, and we'll right. be moving on to the conference finals. So right, I will say this: the difference maker with the Sixers team that I'm noticing is PJ Tucker. His mentality has just spread it in through that entire locker room. When those players are not playing right, and P.J. Tucker did the other in the last or two games ago, he got in Joel's, Joel Embiid's game ear and said, you are the MVP, and I need you to play like you're the MVP. And I love it. I'm all here for it. Then the next game, Joel Embiid played like the MVP. So hopefully we get that again tonight. All right, Princess. Yeah. Last, last game we're going to go to, which is also tonight at 10 p.m., and this is the Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets versus the Phoenix Phoenix Suns. The Nuggets currently lead the series 3-2 as well. Do you think the Suns force at Game 7 without Chris Paul and without their starting center, DeAndre Ayton? Let me just say that Durant ruined this for me because I was cheering for um, the Suns last year. I like that whole Aiden Booker and Chris Paul, um, but Chris Paul um, has really disappointed me. He has been a you know um, um, an injury waiting to happen, a lot like uh, Street Clothes Davis. So it does mm-hmm. not surprise me that they are without him. Um, Devin Booker really is impressive, and he um, I think the team is faster with him at point guard. I am not a Kevin Durant fan, and I don't want to see them move over, uh, move on any further. And, and DeAndre Ayton, I think he's faking. He realizes that he's been dominated in this series, dominated, um, and has not made as much of an impact as he can. So, you know, um, but I want the Nuggets to win, and I think they can take care of that tonight. I think it's a tall task, again, to ask Kevin Durant, 
who played every minute in the first half and almost every minute in the second half in that game last time. It's, it's a tall task to continue to ask these players to do that, even though they're professionals, and that's what they're being paid for. Um, I, I, I think the Nuggets, uh, um, who are very talented, um, you know, with or without Jokic, I think they're very talented, and Jokic just puts it over the top. I think the Nuggets win it tonight. Yeah, you know what? I, I agree with you on this one. Um, I know I got a lot of flack for saying that. I still think the Suns need Chris Paul because he's the floor general. He understands situational basketball due to his IQ, which can sometimes cause the Suns to get into trouble. Um, you know, they said, well, they won two games without him. Yeah, but they also lost some games without him. So that goes both ways. Um, and it wasn't due to Chris Paul. It was due to other factors. It was due to lack of coaching, the coach understanding you still have to substitute in certain players. Um, the game the game calling just wasn't great to me. The effort wasn't there. So I think just without Chris Paul, I don't see it, guys. I don't see it. And then without DeAndre Ayton, I actually think they could live without DeAndre Ayton. I just felt like he was just, I don't want to say it, this might not be mean, but a cancer on the court. He gives no effort. Jokic has gotten some of the easiest rebounds I have ever seen in an entire playoff with no heart. It literally looks like he got paid and says, okay, I'm here, but I'm not here. Play with heart. You are faster than Jokic. Use your speed. Use your quickness. Time after time, I've seen Jokic outrun DeAndre Ayton to the other end of the floor. That makes no sense to me. And I understand why Monty Williams or uh, Coach Monty, is that his name, Monty Williams, uh, was frustrated yeah. with him prior to the season and was considering letting him go. I can see why. You cannot play like this, especially in the playoffs. It's frustrating and it's annoying. I just don't think there's enough with KD struggling a little bit. Kevin Booker, he's playing great. I just don't know if they could do it by themselves. I know they have some good talent coming off the bench. I just still think I still think you need Chris Paul. When you get in trouble, he could slow things down. He can he understands, okay, let me go fast, let me start the break, let me give it to Booker so Booker can control the the point at this point in time and I'll set myself off to the side. Like he understands these things that the other players do not currently understand. And quite frankly, they're being out coached. Paul helps you not be out coached. Um but that's just me. So I'm with you on this one, Princess. I don't see him forcing the game seven. We very well could be wrong. I, I have the Nuggets winning this thing. Yeah, yeah. I would not be surprised. And, and, and that they, you know, win it big. So we'll see for sure. Absolutely. All right, Princess. Uh, we're going to go keep going through, right? Let's keep going. Let's see if we can get Joel and Bede in there. I want to talk about that and, um, we're gonna try to cut out of here a little bit, a little bit early, though. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's well, let's do the Joe and Um Last week, although they did just announce the first All NBA team, um, which I can't remember who was on it, but I have to look it up real quick. But last week, the NBA announced the league MVP winner to be Joel Hans Embiid. <laughs> he won by a pretty large margin. With Embiid having over, I believe, 900 total votes or something like that, um, and the second place Jokic having a little over 600 total votes. 
Did you see, I don't know if you've seen his acceptance speech at the Wells Fargo Center, but if you did, what are your thoughts on that? And But overall, what are your thoughts on him receiving the MVP award? Well, um, my thoughts are congratulations. Um, it's the first time since I think Allen Iverson, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I mm-hmm. thought mid-season, thought mid-season that it was Joker's um, MVP award to win. I, I didn't think that uh, um, Embiid would be there. But um, as we got down the stretch, you know, um, he he averaged 33 points um, a game in the regular season. That's that's big time right there. And um, I, I think Jokic was around 24, 25. Um, I also thought that basketball gods, I, I just didn't think that they were going to, you know, hand it to Jokic um, a third year in a row. But mm-hmm. I also thought that Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid went and took it. He performed, and he performed, and he performed. And, I, I, and I'm so glad that he was rewarded. Um, I did not see his speech. I did see his mom and dad courtside. I did see him half court um, of the next game when the, you know, MVP award had been announced the night before. He was, you know, I saw him on court and mm-hmm. his son running to him and him having some tears. I did see that. But congratulations. I think the best person – Best player won in this instance, and what a dream come true! And I and I like that he he manned up. He said, "Of course I want to win it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to run away from that, um, or you know, um, or deny how I feel about that." Um, but there are a lot now. Even though he won by a margin, there are a lot of people who feel that Jokic was snubbed, and I don't know where mm-hmm. we got on this Jokic bandwagon. Um, where we think he's deserving every year. Um, for some reason, I'm just not a big fan. you got to love his game. I, I don't deny that. But um, maybe it's because they, they really felt he was snubbed in this this game or mm-hmm. this, this particular award. Yes. Well, if you ask me, I thought uh, Joe R&B should have won it one of the last two years, um, not, just, not just this year, just this year. Um, but to me, he really deserved it this year. Every night he went out, and he just clearly dominated, in my opinion, on both ends of the court. Jokic will dominate on one side. On the other side, you will not see him for days. I don't care what anybody says. Joel Embiid will make a mistake on the offensive side, and we've seen it the last game the Celtics played, race down the court and make a huge block when needed. Joel Embiid is a defender. Joel Embiid is a hustler. He dives on court. Your superstar is diving, knowing he's injury prone, on the floor to get to the loose balls, to make sure the ball doesn't go out of bounds, to try to get a steal. Um, so I really felt like not only that, then he got 33 points. He was shooting 80-something percent from the free throw line, 30-something percent from three. Um, so, I mean, he just had an incredible incredible, incredible year. And when I seen his son run out to him and he started crying, I think that was just a testament of how hard he worked, everything that he's been through. You're talking about somebody with humble beginnings. I really think they need to create a movie from, from about his life. You know, he's coming from Cameroon. Um, you know, he got terrible shoes on. You can see in the pictures, you know, skinny as I don't know what. He wasn't poor or anything. Um, but, you know, 
He, he was supposed to play volleyball. His dad didn't want him to play. It had nothing to do with basketball, but his uncle and a couple other people convinced his dad to allow him to play basketball. And he started playing basketball at the age of, what, 15, 16 years old. And you could see highlights of him trying to dunk and how goofy and he just trips. And it looks so bad. It looks so bad. You would have never thought he would turn into this. You know, first year in the league, he gets injured, can't play, missed his first two seasons, his brother dies. Um, so this man has been, this young man has been through so much. So to see him from that and just overcome so many things throughout his life and even within the organization through Ben Simmons and the coaching staff and so forth, and for him to stand up there um, and just accept that MVP award and thank his team teammates first and foremost, I thought it was incredible and well-deserved to him. So kudos to you, Joel Embiid. Yeah, I, I just have to say congratulations. I, I think there's – you can't see tight. And the the bigger he got, the taller he got, the taller he got. You know, I'm sure that a lot of people around him said, hey, you got to at least try to get this young man to play basketball. And even though I've seen some of those goofy videos, Look at him now, um, for sure. So, congratulations. Right. The second coming of the Hakeem Olajuwon, which is crazy to me. Um, <laughs> all right, Princess, one more, and then I guess I'll throw it over to you to close this out. That's okay? Yeah. Good. Um, so, I really want to talk. I don't want to talk about it, but I do want to talk about it because it's, like, all over the place and in the news. So, we're going to talk about it. But newly drafted Eagle. <laughs> Um, D. Lyman, Jalen Carter from Georgia. Again, as we know, he was charged with reckless and driving, which occurred so many months ago, um, where two of his friends actually died in the other car that was racing. Now, the father of the young man who was killed in the crash is filing a $40 million lawsuit against UGA Athletic Association, Jalen Carter, and and a few others. The lawsuit is printed is suing Jalen Carter for $10 million. Princess, what are your thoughts about this? Well, I think grief, tough thing. And mm-hmm. I think that any parent that loses a son or loses a cow um, going to want some answers and to want mm-hmm. someone to be culpable for this. And I think this is going to follow Jalen Carter his entire life, and mm-hmm. it will. We will see if it um, if it hampers him, you know, or if he can rise above this. Um, but Whitlock is the young man that lost his life. Um, Jalen Carter was in one car. Whitlock was in another car with the young lady that was one of the um, interns or whatever for um, Georgia football. Um, and they lost their life racing. And um, unfortunately, it ended with um, one car losing control and killing both people in there. I, I, I don't, can't remember if there was someone in the back that survived. But we do know the two in the front seat were killed. So here's the father who can't say I blame him because he's still looking for answers. He's still looking for somebody to to take the blame. And um, mm-hmm. here we are with him suing not only the, the school, um, but also Jalen Carter. And he 
definitely feels he can get some money out of Jalen Carter. He was just drafted and drafted very, um, if I'm not mistaken, in the um, in the top ten or fifteen or twenty. I'm not sure. I can't remember where the Eagles were mm-hmm. when they drafted to Jalen Carter. So um, I'm not surprised, and I don't fault um, uh, Mr. Whitlock. I really don't because as a parent, and Brittany, you'll get there to lose a child. Um, mm-hmm. It's devastating. I don't know how that feels, and I hope that I never do. I hope that I mm-hmm. never do. But he, um looking for answers, and he's looking for someone to take the blame. And financially, if they find them, you know, culpable, that doesn't bring Whitlock back, but it does put, him in, put it in perspective. I think that Carter is in the best franchise to handle all of this and to walk mm-hmm. him through, get him the the best legal representation, and let's see if he can rise above and still play and have a good, lucrative, and successful NFL career. Yes, um, this is just very unfortunate, and it's like you want to say one thing, but you still want to have understanding. You want to have sympathy, empathy yep. for, for the family, um, and you want to be respectful, you know, of how they feel, you know, because grief is a major thing. You know, he lost his son. You know, that was probably his best friend. You know, I, you know, it's, it's just it's so hard to explain. Um, and it's so hard because there were two different cars. Jaden Carter, Carla, Carter was in the other car, you know, and it was he was fortunate to get another opportunity. This is his second chance, and the hope is that. He does things right this time. He learned his lesson. This is a major, major situation. Um, and it is unfortunate that the person of the other car, I don't know if the drive did the driver survive? I can't remember. But I do know there were three people in the other car, at least three people in that other car, and two of them died. But they said the yeah. one person was highly intox- intoxicated as well. They were racing. They were all friends. Whitlock. Right, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure exactly how much Jalen Carter is at fault for it, um, but I know he's at fault, of course, for reckless driving and racing. Um, I don't know. I just feel for this father. This is, like, so hard to speak on, and you just don't want to say anything to make anyone feel like you're going to disrespect them or make Jalen Carter feel like, you know, you're against him and he just made an honest mistake being a young, stupid kid. You know, we were all there at one point in time. Um, these parents, like you said, are grieving. No, but this this is interesting. I do agree with you, Princess. He's in the right organization. He has the right leadership around him. Um, he's back with Jordan Davis. We say he he admires very much. Um, that is basically his mentor. He looks up to him, although, you know, they're only a year or so apart. So I just hope all goes well for everybody in this situation. And just continue to pray for everybody. And for those out there, Jalen Carter is still a human being. Stop putting blame on anybody. I understand he made a big mistake that, unfortunately, we lost two two young people in this situation. But he's still a young man who's trying to grow and mature and learn, just like you are. I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys who were saying all this negative stuff about Jalen Carter has to have some serious skeletons in your closet if we were to open that door. So, 
let's just stop and let's just pray for the families and hope for the best for everybody. Yeah, Brittany, um, I, I do want to say this. You know, they, they have a successful season and they did not lose a game. They, um, mm-hmm. you know, managed to get past Ohio State when it looked like they were not. And they go to the national championship game and they win the national championship two years in a row. They had the national championship parade, and after the parade where all of the families and everybody gathered, they're racing, and some and his son loses his life. Imagine having to give him a call. Imagine having to give he and his wife, mom and dad, a call and said, your son mm-hmm. didn't make it. Right. Um, amazing. But I don't know if we put all of our um, vitriol on to Jalen Carter. That's not the right thing to do. He's a young yeah. man trying to make it. I don't understand boys have to race. I had a really nice car as a 18, 19, 20-year-old, and, and I mm-hmm. never thought, well, let me go race someone. But that is what they do, and it did not turn out right. I want to see what everybody is saying, though. I've heard rumors that Jalen Carter made an aggressive move towards the other car. I hope that's not the case. I don't know why they're at this point, but I'm, I'm praying for both the family of Whitlocks and I'm praying for Jalen Carter, and I really wanted to see him get drafted. And mm-hmm. the best, one of the best teams he could have gone to is the Eagles um, for sure. So we're going to leave yeah, that right think- there. And I, real quick, I think if the Eagles are really concerned in that situation, they're the organization, they're not going to tolerate that, and they're not going to draft him at all. So I think they were comfortable enough with where everything stands in order to give this young man a true second chance. And this is his second chance, and he better take it serious. I have to think that the Eagles organization vetted this entire situation um, mm-hmm. and, and, and we're willing to say that we're going to put our money where our mouth is. And, and, and that's right. what you have to say. He's been vetted. The, the situation has been vetted. I wanted to exactly. leave us with this. Um, I was talking about Angel Reese with you, and um, I had I was um, two men on the show from Dallas, from Fishbowl Network, um, Coach Henry and Coach Johnson on the mark. I had them on the day at 1 o'clock because they allowed me to be on their show too two weeks ago on a Wednesday at at 12 noon. So I had them, I returned the favor. But we were talking about NIL for for college sports when it comes to the females. And right now the top three athletes in NIL at 3.4, 1.4, and then 800,000 are all from LSU. Gymnastics, Mm -hmm. um, Angel Reese is sitting at number two. And then Flo J. Johnson is sitting at number three. Angel Reese, though, is where I wanted to leave this and get your thoughts as we, we ride out of this particular um, show. You know, she's featured in, in, in uh, Sports Illustrated uh, swimsuit, in a swimsuit, mm-hmm. looking beautiful, and she's an athlete, and she now has a deal with Mercedes-Benz. I like to see that, and I'm glad that now she's a millionaire. Mm-hmm. And a national championship champion. Your thoughts about that as we we end the show? Congratulations to Angel Reese. You already know how I feel about Angel Reese. I love her. I love how she carries herself. I love her confidence within herself. Um, and she's not intimidated by anybody on or off the court. And I just hope and pray that she continues that, and she deserves everything that's coming to her, everything positive that is coming to her. And uh, I've seen a Sports Illustrated. 
and I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Get more of our athletes on there as well. Um, I know some people were like, ah, they still feel like she may be a little young, but that's what Sports Illustrated are for the young young folks. Like, Tyra Banks was there at 20-something years old, so, um, and keep making that money. <laughs> keep making that money. That's right. Keep making that money. All right, Brittany, thank you for let's doing some rapid fire and getting through this, even though we almost made it through an entire show. I appreciate <laughs> you. Have a great weekend. Go 76ers. Come on, Lakers. Come on, Lakers. We can do this. We can we can do it. All right, have a Come great on. weekend, okay? Have a good weekend. <laughs> All right. Never had a so good sports talk radio. Brittany Jones, I am Princess Cooper. We'll see you next time.